happening, everybody? This is Chuck Livingston uh, reporting live from the Hogcast. Well, actually, it's not live by the time you'll hear it. It'll be recorded and uh, panned over at that time, but that's another story for another time. I'm joined by Colby Yarbrough and a very special guest. Colby, what's happening? What's up? Long time no listen for everybody, I guess. Yeah, we apologize for that. You know, summertime, there hadn't really been a lot happening. Uh, we've been in mourning about the basketball team's bad behavior off of the court. Uh, extremely... Uh, uh, just really sad about that whole development. Just, just a bad, just a bad deal all the way around. Uh, we'll talk about that. I'm sure at some point. Not prepared to do it right now mentally. Um, but talk it's about football that next season. Year. Yeah, we'll talk about that next year. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe something will happen by then. Uh, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna roll today. We're in football mode. Okay, exciting time to be a Razorback fan. Uh, because of all the talent coming back, the SEC West had a historically good year last year. Um, and you know, you really can't talk about the SEC West without talking the about talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide, and that's what we're going to do today. We're gonna, this is going to be a, the first of a a summer series where we preview our SEC Western Division opponents, maybe even all of our opponents if we get the time before kickoff. Uh, but today we're rolling with Alabama, uh, and to do that, we got a friend of mine, big Alabama fan, probably as big an Alabama fan as Colby and I are Arkansas fans. Um, we got we got my boy Hayden George. Hayden, how you doing today? Oh, pretty good. I kind of like the fact that you said we're rolling with Alabama today. Kind of, kind of nice, isn't it? We're uh, we're 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 pretty clever around here. We we try to be. We we try our very best to to be smarter than um than we actually are. So uh, it was it was slightly intentional, but uh, I, I'm glad you appreciated the irony, and I hope Nick Saban does as well because I know he listens. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he does. Nick Saban's all about getting a good laugh in every now and then, I guess. Yeah, he seems like a, a fun loving guy to me. Colby, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's always cutting up and stuff. He seems like just, you know, a, a barrel loud. I'd love to have him at my next birthday party if I can. I don't know if he'll be available. In definitely a player's coach. Yeah, definitely a, definitely a player's coach. You know, get, you know, I, I don't know if his guys really respect him, though. You know, I think he cuts up maybe too much for them. So Yeah, it's kind of hard to disrespect three national championships in four years, I guess. And then whatever else, you know, the yeah, LSU else. one. Three, yeah, it's three national title or three SEC championships as well. Uh, Hayden, just a quick background. How did you become an Alabama fan? You know, what's your favorite Alabama uh, fan moment? Just, you know, just sort of the Cliff Notes version. Okay, so my dad grew up in the 70s, and that was when Alabama was in their prime with Bear Bryant, and they won three national titles in the 70s in 73, 78, and 79. Um, And then after that, that was when they pounded the U in 1992, and that was when Mm. my dad kind of – you know, just really, really started watching them and paying attention to them. And so he kind of passed that down to me when I grew up. My favorite moment, um, you know, I always hate Notre Dame. I've I've never really liked Notre Dame and beating them in the national championship, uh, that was awesome. So I'd say either that or the revenge game against LSU for the national championship. That was probably my two best fan moments as an Alabama fan. That's a pretty good list right there. Colby, what, I mean, do you see anything wrong with the list? Anything you would change? or? No, I don't like Notre Dame either. So, but, I mean, I <laughs> Or the U, for that matter. I don't. I think all the SEC teams are, uh, fans in general, are definitely rooting for Alabama in that game. And uh, that's kind of different about the SEC is, you know, I've heard Big Ten and Pac-12, you know, kind of like not so much make fun of the SEC, but they're like, you know, how come you cheer for your conference? And I think it's just a SEC pride type of thing. We hate each other on – we play them in any other game, but when they go against another conference, you know, it's a, 
it's a uh, we're all SEC then. Um, but yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, of course, I'm not a big fan of any team, so uh, I said that about Notre Dame. But you know, I was definitely pulling for Alabama in that game. Yeah, Hayden, what you're going to learn about uh, Colby throughout the year, and maybe even during the show, he's he's really like the key hater. You've heard me get on some pretty hateful rants just in our, mm-hmm. our friendship and other stuff, but uh, Colby just he'll just tell it like it is, and he'll just hate on whoever, whenever, at any time. So, well, well back at I mean, I respect Alabama. I, I kind of you know. I respect Georgia a little bit. Um, I don't like Auburn. So any Alabama fan, I tell them we have a lot in common because my two uh, least favorite teams are LSU and Auburn. I, so, I, so I get along agree. decently with Alabama fans. And actually, um, I for my job, I trained our main offices in Florence, Alabama, and um, trained there for eight to ten weeks. And so got a good taste of some Auburn and Alabama fans up there. So Colby's been to a couple of these Alabama satellite camps is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Jim Harbaugh there too. Yeah, yeah, him and Harbaugh got a lot in common, you know. So they like to kick it. So, but anyway, you know, we can make jokes all day at the Big Ten's expense. In fact, Colby and I have. Uh, let's talk about Alabama, the team. Obviously, Alabama last year uh, seemed like they were picking up momentum at the end of the year. They won, you know, they beat Auburn in a thriller. They handed Mississippi State their first loss. They won the SEC again. Got into the uh, the first ever college football playoff. Where they were the top ranked team, and they lost to uh, Ohio State, uh, sort of, I mean, I was surprised. I think a lot of people were surprised. Uh, Hayden, what, what was that game like? And, you know, what do you think could have went different? You know, would you like to see done differently maybe? Uh, you know, we jumped out to a 21-6 lead. I mean, Blake Sims hit Amari Cooper in the back of the end zone for to put us up 21-6. And I thought we had this game in the bag. I had it all planned out. We're playing Oregon, Marks Mariota for the national championship. And then we just kind of kind of let up the intensity at the end of the second, at the end of the first half. And, um, they run that reverse pass to that the wide receiver threw to the to the back of the end zone, and they, I think they tied it up at the end of the first half. And I mean, from there on out, I mean, they just pounded us. I mean, Zeke Elliott had that 85-yard touchdown run at the late in the game, and that just kind of sealed our fate, you know. And Blake Sims threw three picks. They had a pick six. Um, then we hit Amari to go down by seven with like 20 or 30 seconds left, maybe. I can't can't really remember, but um. And then we throw a pick on the Hail Mary, and, I mean, our chances are over. Season's over. So, um, I think if I would have liked to have seen anything differently, I, I'd just try to think, I mean, try and give the ball to Amari Cooper more. Maybe get a, get a, get Derrick Henry exposed a little bit more. But, I mean, we just didn't play good. Just didn't play good defensively. I mean, gave up too many explosive plays in the passing game. That was our theme all year, especially late in the year. And um, I just like to would have – just would have liked to have seen the defensive intensity just stay up throughout the throughout the rest of the game. Now, Hayden, I had a question about that um, game. Um, how did Alabama fans and or feel in general about Lane Kiffin? I know um, for me, is watching the games, Derek Henry has just run over people, and I thought he should have got the ball a little more. Um, um, what about you, as far as a fan, and maybe you read message boards? I'm sure Alabama, how did they feel overall? I mean, I think it seemed like they kind of just got you know, away from their passing or uh, got away from the run game. I know they were more balanced this year, but, you know, I'd like to see them set the running game because I felt like they were just kind of in control when they let Derrick Henry run the ball. Yeah, I think that that kind of went back to 2013, too, with Doug Nussmeyer, especially in the Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma. I mean, Derrick Henry had, I think he had like a 67-yard uh, touchdown catch on a screen and just takes off. And, I mean, he didn't really get the ball much in that in that game either. But um, as far as Kiffin goes, you know, People make the point that we score so many points and we just put our defense back out on the field and we get tired so easily. But 
I think it's great. I mean, I, I love watching a score a lot of points, but I mean, I do get the argument that um, our defense gets back on the field too quickly. But um, as far as Kiffin goes, I mean, he, he gave the ball to Amari Cooper 125 times uh, on passes. I mean, he caught 125 balls for 1,700 yards and 17 touchdowns. So, I mean, I, I think he does a good job, a lot better than Doug Nussmeyer, than, um, just in terms of getting your best players the ball. So, I, I love the hire. I wasn't was, was kind of iffy on it, especially since he had – kind of watched over the offense going into the Oklahoma game. But um, but other than that, I thought it was a great hire. He took Blake Sims and did a just turned him into a record-setting quarterback at the University of Alabama. So, I mean, not many people can say that. But I, I love Kiffin. I think, it was a, I think it was a great hire, and I just hope he – I just hope he's around for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, overall, I thought he did good. I just, you know, sometimes I felt like they get away from, from the running game. But, I mean, any t- – you get in the bigger games and any little uh, mistake or, you know, miscue, you can always, it's magnified sometimes in, in close games like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, now, you talked about how Kiffin took Sims last year, who's kind of an unknown commodity, turned him into a great quarterback. I mean, you're hoping, probably as, as an Alabama follower, that he can do that again. Who are the candidates, Hasty and uh, – you know, who do you think will eventually emerge from the when the dust settles that first weekend in September against Wisconsin? Well, we all know that last year it was Jake Coker's job to lose coming in from Florida State as a graduate transfer. He was really close to actually beating out Jameis Winston. A lot of people don't know that. He was close to beating Winston out at uh, at Florida State, and then that just didn't work. I think he got hurt. Then he decides to transfer to Alabama. Um, he sits behind Blake Sims all year, watch Sims does great things, so – um, coming into the spring, it was really his job to lose, and the question was, could he separate himself? Um, he had a lot of questions of whether he can make the decisions mentally and um, and just not let the game come just come too fast to him. But uh, for right now, I mean, we had five guys going into the spring game, and now it's it's really narrowed down to two. It's just a two horse race between Jacob Coker and David Cornwell. Uh, Cornwell was a five star passer, pocket passer coming out of Oklahoma, and um, he got into he got to Alabama two Januarys ago. Um, he tore his ACL. Then, then he went in. He wasn't able to participate in spring um, going into last season. And then he had ankle sur- He hurt his ankle. He had ankle surgery. And so now the only time that the coaching staff has really seen a hundred percent David Cornwell was this spring, and he immediately turned into the to the number two guy. I mean, just just like that. So. I think it. I think I would not be surprised. I've heard a lot of people say that are that are really close to the program that that David Cornwell. It's it's going to be his job eventually, whether it's whether it's to open up against Wisconsin or maybe three or four games at the end of the year. But um, as far as I think who will be the starter, I I think it will be Coker. But um, I I would definitely not be surprised if David Cornwell is the Alabama starting quarterback um, in future in future weeks. Yeah, I mean, you see it a lot of times uh, the more experienced quarterback and um, the younger quarterback, it's kind of a debate. You know, I could see either way some coaches like to start the younger guy to go ahead and start getting experience because he's got a lot, lot more upside and they're going to have him for a couple more years. And on the other hand, you got a senior that has more uh, maybe leadership and been kind of through the trenches before, so it's kind of a tough decision. But uh, I know Nick Saban will probably make the right decision. He hardly makes bad decisions. That's a good point. I mean, uh, so, yeah, so the quarterback always seems to get the – you know, the majority of the, uh, of the attention, whether, you know, justified or not. And, you know, this seems to be the same case. 
Uh, now, Alabama defender uh, Dana Ragland, he made an interesting um, comment in SEC media days, and he said that he felt like people don't really fear uh, Alabama's vaunted defense anymore. Uh, you know, and granted, last year wasn't one of Alabama's best uh, statistically defensive teams. You know, they gave up a lot of points on occasion and stuff like that. But, uh, Hayden, do, do you think that's true? Or do you think, you know, I think the respect is still there? Do you think college – I mean, do you think the hurry up, no huddle is sort of affected? I mean, what what is it? What, what do you think? I, I I do think that the no, the evolution of the no huddle offense is definitely just kind of taking its toll on the University of Alabama. I mean, I mean, Nick Saban just isn't used to defending that style of offense. And, I mean, I mean, if you take that defense from 2011, we didn't really face a lot of – a lot of up-tempo teams that year um and i mean if we did i mean we sh- we absolutely shut them down because i mean that's one of the arguably the best college football defense to ever step foot on a field but um i think it really goes back to 20 maybe 20 you can make the argument for 2012 but i mean d- then again our defense was obviously national championship worthy um last year we get we we gave up uh we gave up a lot of explosive plays too so i maybe I think that I think that, and along with this year, as many explosive plays as we gave up in the passing game, especially, I kind of think that 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 kind of has lowered the respect levels of teams around around the the SEC and around the country. That I mean, this defense, I, I mean, this defense is flawed. They're not perfect. I mean, yeah, Nick Saban coaches them and Kirby Smart coaches them, but I mean, they're not invincible anymore. I mean, we've we found holes and we're going to exploit them. So I do think that the respect level is has really diminished and I'm I'm just hoping that we can get that respect back and go back to having one of one of the best defenses we've ever seen again. No, no, you can't have them both. You kinda have to pick a good defense or a good offense. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. yeah. It's not like Al Alabama's always had a good all or offense. It's just not been explosive like it was last year. Right. Right. With eighty five scholarships you're about you know, you're you're not gonna be able to stockpile players anymore either, but um, yeah, I, I thought that was in, I thought it was an interesting comment because, you know, as an Arkansas fan, they looked pretty impressive to, to me last October. Colby, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, well, Arkansas's not got the no, no knock on Alabama. I thought, but they, I thought they played really good. Arkansas had um, been running pretty decently on people, and they just kind of shut them down. And um, the main thing, I think, and I could be wrong, Hayden here, but Alabama's strength last year was their run defense, and that was Arkansas's strength as their run and offense. <clears throat> And then our weakness and ours our pass offense versus their uh, pass defense. So, you know that that kind of hurt us. I, I felt better if their weakness would have been their run defense, and then I think we could have a, a better game against them. Yeah, I think last year and especially going into this year, I mean, our our front seven is arguably going to be one of the best in the country. I mean, we're deep. We've got speed on the. We got speed, better speed defense and better uh, team speed on defense than last year. And so I think that. I think that we're going to try and establish more of a physical presence, kind of like we did back in, like, 2008, 2009 when Saban first got there. I mean, we were just physical with everybody. And so hopefully I'm hoping that – I kind of think that played into the Arkansas game. Like you said, um, we were really physical at the line of scrimmage, didn't allow Jonathan Williams and Alex Collins to beat us. But uh, but Brandon Allen did make some plays in the passing game. I mean, A.J. Derby, uh, Hunter Henry, Keon Hatcher, they all had some explosive plays. And um, – so I hope I, th- I think this year we're gonna like I said try and establish our dominance at the line of scrimmage again. So well, well I think Jim Chaney seen that uh, Auburn's I mean Alabama's defense last year was um, 
our pass defense a little weaker than normal. It was still, I think, decent. But Jim Chaney went a little crazy and thought he had passed 30 times in the rain. So that 40 is, times in the rain. 40 and times. it was raining. And, uh, you know, uh, considering that – which, again, granted, the, the, the running game wasn't going anywhere. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still think I'd rather would have lost with 50 rush attempts with those two guys in that offensive line than um, – you know, throwing the ball 40 times with an unproven quarterback in the rain against, uh, you know, really with not a stable of receivers as well. I just felt like we sort of played in Alabama's hands. But, you know, you take nothing away from them. You know, if we they stop the run, which is always probably going to be key with a Brett Bielema team, and then they make you play left-handed. And we didn't have the ability to pull that out last year. We may not have the ability to pull it out this year. Uh, but you can believe, I mean, I would assume that Saban will probably enter with the same game plan this year. Uh, in October they did last year, and uh, it'll just come down to who can make more plays in the passing game, um, you know, which is sort of the thing. But um, That was a great game last year if you're an old school, just, you know, physical oh, yeah. guy. I mean, or love watching that type of football. I mean, it was just intense. L- little rain and um, just back and forth. I mean, just two teams going at it. And um, I know I was on the edge of my seat the whole game. And usually you think lower-scoring games are kind of boring, but, I mean, I was sitting there just on the edge of my seat, and everybody watching it was the same way the whole game. I, I thought Arkansas missed some opportunities in that game a couple times with uh, um, Cody Walker, that, that fumble. Oh, my. That, that killed. And there's an uh, Alec Collins fumble, you know. but Had a you know, PAT blocked. I mean, you know, Alabama made mistakes, too, so I'm not sure. thinking, you know, saying yeah. Arkansas, you know, gave them the game. I thought, you know, Alabama probably didn't play their best game either. Yeah, I, th- I think Nick Saban's going to spend an entire week before the maybe maybe a couple of days before the Arkansas game uh, practicing on getting out of the way of punts because that happened twice <laughs> in the first half and almost happened three times. Luckily, we got the ball bounced right into I think it was, I think it was Cyrus Jones's hands. So yeah, hopefully we can get out of the way of a punt this year. Now um, that kind of brings me up to I wanted to talk about this coming year's game. Um, I think it is October tenth. And we are coming up in homecoming. Why did I, I know you don't have any uh, with the scheduling, but usually you think a homecoming team is, you know, an on conference game, maybe a lesser opponent. I know I've seen where Arkansas fans kind of take it as a knock. You know, I'm not, I don't know if it was they scheduled that in purpose. Like they might have scheduled a few years ago when they John L. Smith got hired. Like, yeah, but um, Arkansas, they're gonna be trash, arise a little <laughs> bit this year. Not saying that Arkansas will, will win, but. You know, if I was a, a team like Alabama, I don't know if I'd want to see an Arkansas team coming in on homecoming. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think I'd honestly rather have Arkansas as our homecoming game than Chattanooga or Florida Atlantic or whoever else it might be. But, I mean, our, our schedule this year is absolutely brutal. I mean, we have – our October schedule is Georgia, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Tennessee. Mm. And – Arkansas and A&M are definitely capable of winning the West, and Georgia and Tennessee, it's probably going to come down to either one of them two for the for the East. And so I think, I think coming in, I think Arkansas for homecoming. I mean, that's that's definitely not a break. I mean, I mean sometimes I I think homecoming games kind of get the reputation of all right, this is going to kind of be a week off, kind of like Senior Day. But um, I mean we we honestly have no weeks off, and except for October thirty first, that's our bye week before we play LSU. So. And you're talking about or home. I mean, I know um, sometimes you have the non-conference game, and you know, not you don't have the the crowd going. You know, they're staying there the whole game, or you know, the you know you don't sell out like you usually do. So, as far as you know, selling tickets and having the fans engaged on paper, it looks like you know it's going to have that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I mean, 
I, I think I think there are going to be a lot of people here for that game, and it's 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 going to be really exciting. I mean, Arkansas is going to be looking for revenge. I mean, they should have won the game last year. I feel like they should have won the game last year. I mean, I I feel like we we really did get outplayed, and I mean. That's gonna be. That's just gonna be one of those games where you know, like like Chuck said, more explosive plays in the passing game, and it's all gonna come down to if Brandon Allen can Brandon Allen can step up again, and if Arkansas can get the run game going. Who knows? I mean, anything can happen. I think a hundred yards rushing will be a key in that game. Um, I feel like, you know, and it doesn't even have to be efficient running. I think if we run it thirty-five to forty times, and that's not very good, but I think a hundred. That's enough balance to where. You at least keep them, keep them guessing, you know, because I mean, then that'll set up your play action and things like that. Uh, you know, Brandon Allen, this will be he's he's experienced now. This will be his third year as a starter. Uh, he'll have some players, uh, Dominic Reed, and you know, of course, obviously he loses, you know, AJ Derby, but you still got Hunter Henry. You've got um, Sprinkle. Yeah, Jeremy Sprinkle. So I mean, you know, Arkansas will have some weapons. You know, the offensive line will do a good job. Um, sort of looking at the West at large. Hey, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit and. If you're wrong, we'll probably play play this again next time you come on the show, probably the week of the Alabama game, uh, to rub it in your face because that's what we do. We're revision in history, guys. Uh, <laughs> who do you see winning the West? And, I mean, just maybe rank the top. I mean, just go through. Like, where, where do you see everybody finishing this year in the West? All right. I'll, I'll start down at the bottom. I'll, I think I – think, Arkansas, I, I get was... off the show. <laughs> Lose my number. Yeah, Arkansas definitely down at, down at number seven. Um. I think at number I, I we've talked about this a lot and I mean I've really I've really struggled. I mean the the thing about this year in the West, everyone has the potential to be good, but I mean Absolutely. with everyone being so good, everyone's just going to be beat up and you may I mean you may have a you may have a Mississippi State sit there in 7 and 6 with the arguably pretty probably the best quarterback in the league. Right. Um so I'd I'd start out at number 7. I'd say I'd say it's going to be Mississippi State and then I'd say Ole Miss. I think, I think Texas A&M, and then LSU, and then I'll have Arkansas at three, and then I'll have. Oh, I don't want to sound like a homer. I'll say <laughs> I'll, I'll say Auburn at two, and I do think we'll win the West. I just think last year was kind of, kind of just, um, just kind of what we can do with Lane Kiffin. I mean, he, he can sit there and develop a first-year quarterback. And with our with the with two of the three national championships that Saban's won at Alabama, we won with a first year quarterback, a first year starting quarterback at least, with Greg McElroy in '09, and um, and AJ McCarron in 2011. So, so I think with Kippen at the helm at the, of the offense, I mean, I think he can take whoever it is, Coker, Coker, or Cornwell, and just take it in stride and just and just run with it this season. So I, I do think that we'll win the West, and I think. I think I honestly think we'll play Tennessee in the SEC championship. Mm. I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll be a rematch with Georgia. I I do think that Tennessee is just young and they're loaded with talent. So, so I think it'll be an Alabama Tennessee matchup for the SEC championship. I agree on Tennessee, and I feel like I don't strongly disagree with anything in the your West assessment, Colby. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty much that. I I might put Ole Miss up a little more, and then maybe A and M and. LSU down. I'm just not sold on LSU's quarterback. Right. People knock Arkansas's quarterback, but you know LSU's just been really struggling that position. I think uh, one of them got arrested and they allowed him back on the team. I don't know the situation. Is. <laughs> That's how bad they're hurting over there or down there in LSU with uh, their quarterback situation. Um, Mississippi State. A lot of people do um, kind of put them a little higher than I think they're going to finish just because of Dak Prescott. But I think they returned like eight starters from this past year, and um, it, a quarterback at 
you, you can't do it all if you don't have anybody around you. Um, I think they'll be decent, but a lot of what Hayden said, I agree with. I think that somebody's got to finish last in the West. I mean, I think it's going to be stacked again this year. I'd say Arkansas probably in the middle. Um, I know a lot of people are giving Auburn uh, the praise and actually pick them to win the SEC championship, but I think the media has been wrong, been right like eight times or less in the last since '92. So, um, so they're probably not going to win this year. I would think not. Um, Still with the averages. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go probably Alabama just because <laughs> they won it a lot, and that's kind of an easy pick. It's just so tough this year. Um, Ole Miss, they return a lot of starters, but they're kind of the question is that's the thing about the SEC this year. There's not a lot of returning quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, Dobbs over Tennessee. Um, Auburn don't have a returning quarterback, but Jeremy Johnson got a start against Arkansas and played a half. Um, he, he's pretty, he's a good quarterback. And I mean, besides him, I mean, there's not too many other quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, that you know are coming back next year. So that's what kind of makes next year a really big question mark. The East, that, I agree, it's probably going to come down between Georgia and Tennessee, and I think it's going to be down a little bit. I, you know, I think Tennessee would finish middle of the pack in the, the West next year, but I think it's just going to be kind of down like it was every the last few years. Yeah, I tend to agree. You know, I uh, I actually ha- I have a little more respect for Mississippi State because of, of Dak's presence there, and he does so many things for that team. But, uh, again, they lost so much. They lost, you know, lost the, the bowling ball running back. They lost, like, seven or eight starters on defense. Um, you know, so, I mean, I could see them taking a step back. But yeah, the West, again, here's the thing. People are going to have to win the games. So, like you said, somebody's got to finish last. I mean, somebody's going to end up winning. You know, every Saturday is going to be a slugfest. And, you know, you had last year for a long time until Arkansas lost to Georgia. You know, nobody in the SEC West had lost to anybody outside of the SEC West until – and I think they lost what, maybe three games the whole season to anybody outside. I mean, that's pr- that's a pretty impressive run of a of a of good play there. I would say, right? I would say so. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. So you know, as far as that, you know, I mean, I, and I kind of see Tennessee the same way too. I, they look a lot like Arkansas. We've talked about it a lot on this show, and Tennessee got got the third year that they can benefit from Georgia taking a little bit of a step back, perhaps. And um, you know, yeah, it's just going to be an exciting year. So. Um, all right, Hayden. Uh, since you're on, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it on. You've already said Alabama's gonna win the West. Uh, do you see him winning the SEC? Do you see him returning to the playoff? And if you do see him returning to the playoff, are they gonna are they gonna uh, win another national title? Can Let's I have can it. I can I do like a best case worst case scenario for this yeah, year? That, no, yeah, no, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right. So I I think I'll start off with the worst case scenario. I think the worst case scenario is that we suffer a loss early, and that could come. Maybe it could come at Wisconsin. Paul Chris coming in maybe turns Joel Stave around. I mean, they won't have Melvin Gordon to tote the ball 75 times and run for 600 yards. But um, I think Wisconsin definitely could be a trap game. Um, and then Ole Miss. I, do, I think we'll beat Ole Miss. I mean, I think we're just really, really mad about last year. Saban doesn't lose revenge games. So I think Ole Miss will be a win. But then you get into October um, – also, Louisiana Monroe. I mean, Saban Saban hadn't beaten Monroe since he's been at Alabama, so I don't know. Maybe that could maybe that could be a slip up. But no. Um, then we started at Georgia, Arkansas, and then A and M. Georgia. I I don't know. I don't really care who they have at quarterback. As uh, I've said this to you, Chuck, plenty of times. Um, oh, yeah. As long as they have number twenty-seven, Nick Chubb in the backfield, I'm scared to death. Um, so Georgia, Georgia on the schedule is probably my biggest concern. Just since it's at Georgia, I'm sure it's going to be a 
just a rowdy atmosphere. Um, They're going to wear the black jerseys again. Yeah, the black jerseys, and we'll go up 31 nothing at the first half again. Maybe A.J. Green and Matthew Stafford can come back for, for a half. <laughs> Don't close it out. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think the worst-case scenario this year, as far as a record, would be I'd say 9-3 and three is our worst-case scenario with losses coming to – I'd say losses coming to Georgia, to Auburn, and then I'll give you one that might surprise you. I, I think A and M. going to be tough because um, cause Kyle Allen's coming back. They're going to have all their wide receivers back, and it's going to be at Kyle Field, new Kyle Field too. The mm. renovations they made did are nice. Um, the best case scenario, I say, we, I would say the best case scenario is eleven and one with a loss coming to Georgia, and I'd say, I'd say, I I, th- I, th- I do think we'll beat Auburn. Um, but that's just that's my best case, worst case scenario. And then uh, the best case is that we win the SEC against either Tennessee or Georgia, and then we make it back to the playoff. So I think the talent is there for to win a national championship, but um, with with all this inexperience on the offensive line, um, not a proven wide receiver to make plays. Um, and, but I mean, the questions aren't questions are aren't really there on defense. I mean, I guess in the secondary, can we? stop the pass but um i think the best case is that we win the national championship and then the worst case is that we go nine and three and have to settle for the cotton bowl or something yeah the cotton bowl Ooh, <laughs> yeah. uh colby what uh you think that's a pretty fair assessment of, of the crimson tides 2015 season yeah i agree i don't i mean nick saban his worst year wasn't it the nine and three season in 2010 his, his first year yeah. was, was oh yeah worst, but hard. that was but, but that then, you know you hardly count i mean yeah, yeah you don't you know. yeah you, you don't count that that's the year we lost to monroe and mississippi state lsu yeah we, we don't talk about 2007 <laughs> but it, but it's we don't we don't talk about 2012 yes i don't remember the year i mean i've already forgot it yeah, yeah. oh no yeah. no we, we, we don't talk about 12 or 13 we don't really talk about um you know, 2007 or 2003 or four. You know, there's a lot. as an Arkansas fan you don't talk about. But, um, seven went to, I mean, what, eight and five? Seven was eight, yeah. We, we, and that was when, you know, nuts last year. So, I guess it was worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair. I mean, because the SEC is so tough. If you don't really bring it, last, you know, every Saturday, you could drop a game. And, of course, you know, Alabama, they've been very focused, uh, you know, business likes under Nick Saban, you know, they don't really, I mean, oh, you could say last year they were better than Ole Miss and they probably were, but anytime you go on the road in the SEC, especially the SEC West, you have to be ready. So, um, yeah, I could see Georgia. I mean, the problem is that, especially in October, the way you're describing it, Hayden, is that when you've got so many big games back to back to back, you said you lead off with Georgia, then you've got Arkansas, then you've got Tennessee. I mean, how do you get up every Saturday? Like, it, it's it's fun to play in big games, of course, but it's just it's it's a challenge too, where you're like, God, you know, like it's yeah. the third week in a row we're playing a top fifteen team. You know, when does it? You know, it like it's just, you know, maybe physically you can't even you know answer the call. Maybe like, do, do you see that? Yeah, I think I also think that this year. I mean, I think I think Nick Saban said it. Um, he may have said it at media day. I can't really remember, but he said this year, especially with the college football playoff committee taking in strength of schedule i mean he he doesn't want to leave any gaps he does not want to he's tired he's probably tired of hearing oh alabama schedule's terrible they sh- they don't deserve to be there they're beating nothing but cupcakes but i mean this year you can't say that i mean wisconsin at a neutral site Ole miss at home georgia at georgia um 
home against Arkansas, at, at College Station for A&M, uh, Tennessee at home, LSU at home, at Starkville for State, I guess Charleston Southern, I guess that's a cupcake, but we won't talk about that. They got this new quarterback over there. Yeah, yeah I think transfer, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably one of the five that probably one of the five that threw a pick in the spring game, and then <laughs> and then to close it out against Auburn at Auburn. Um, so I, I think, like I said, I think I think the strength the strength of schedule is really big with Saban this year, and like I said, I don't think he just want to leave. I don't. I think he's tired of hearing that we always have a weak schedule. So I like it. I I love the challenge. If we if we go through this year with two or three losses. So be it. We've been we would have been beat up by we would have just been beat up every single week and people can't say, Well, oh, Alabama's terrible. They this is the end of their dynasty. So now uh Bela made or spouted off a stat at the SEC Media Day saying I, I forgot how many years, like the last seven years, uh, no team uh, coming out of the SEC West has lost more than one road game. And um, so you're talking about all the road games against what Georgia and Auburn. So it's definitely important for Alabama this year is any team in SEC West with your your competition you play. But I, I know Arkansas has focused a lot in the road games. They of course on the home games as well. They you know, only won two last year um, conference games, but but still it just shows how important the the playing on the road is in this conference and and again that's what it's going to come down this year he can go on the road and and pull out games because there's gonna be a bunch of nail biters yeah i i think i think i think that um that going into the georgia game if we can go between the hedges and beat georgia i think that's gonna just spring boat our confidence i mean we're gonna be we're gonna be ready to play arkansas and then but on the on the other side if we lose to georgia arkansas may get Probably the best game of the year. I've said this a couple of times, Chuck, but they may they may get our best game of the year. But I said that last year, and we y'all played us the week after we lost to Ole Miss, and y'all didn't get a very good game from us. So um, I do think that Georgia game is going to be really the turning point of our season, whether it goes whether it goes up north and goes really good or it just all falls apart. So I think that Georgia game is really going to be key. Yeah, sounds like it. I mean, it, again, it'll be a good opportunity, I'm sure. I don't know what – I mean, I know Georgia always plays South Carolina early on, but the possibility is there that, that they roll in undefeated too. Uh, you know, I mean, they're – like, if they can get past South Carolina and, that you know, their recruiting's kind of gone down and they didn't have a great year last year. I mean, you know, you could see that, that those two teams being, a, you know, it's a top five matchup and maybe it's a CBS national game, you know. But, um, yeah, so – uh. I think that's about it. Colby, you have anything else to add for for Hayden? That that that's it. I appreciate you coming on and I know Chuck does as well. Thanks for I'm glad you're both. No, I don't. Say, no, know? I'm really pissed. I, I I can't believe this happened. <laughs> you're like, hey, all this Alabama here. propaganda. <laughs> Dude, this was your idea. Like you can't We're gonna definitely edit this episode up a little bit and just the Arkansas portions. Like it's gonna be a five minute <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> Hayden, what do you think about Arkansas this year? I think they're gonna win the West and Yeah, they're Arkansas gonna, gonna win the West. Frank Burrell is going to come back and coach. Frank! <laughs> and uh, uh, halfway through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, I don't feel so well, but let's go win anyway. Jerry Jones will be, uh, take over the reins as president of the University of Arkansas. Uh, I mean, uh, he he would uh, – man, I don't – you know, you're you're saying a lot of things right now that have is got that, really Is that nervous. a stretch? Is that a stretch? <laughs> I mean, he clearly knows how to you know run businesses, I guess. I mean, I guess I can give him that. You know, Jerry and – you know, he'd probably have a couple home games down in a couple more home games in Jerry's world, and could be a recruiting advantage. Could not be. It sort of depends. 
seriously though we're just gonna you know we were talking about alabama worst case scenario best case scenario we're just gonna put something about arkansas and somebody like arkansas best case scenario national championship worst case nine and three so pr- appreciate your your kind mm-hmm. comments. Uh-huh. Yeah, really. Yeah, appre- yeah. yeah. We, we we reserve the right to uh to edit anything you said. Yeah, uh, y'all can young party like it's nineteen sixty four. Oh my god! Well, Alabama claims that national title too, so I guess we can party together. Yeah, we, yeah, we can throw a party at your place, Chuck. <laughs> we can, just come on over. Just bring the uh, bring the natty ice and the yingling. Uh, party over, party over here at the Crittenden Publishing Company. Crit Pub. Uh, hasty, seriously, good, good times. Uh, we, uh, we'd, we'd love to have you back on the week of the Alabama game and maybe even the week after the Alabama game review. Depending on how it uh, goes. Yeah, depend, yeah, depending if it's, if it's Alabama 40, wins, you, you're not coming back. It, it, yeah, if it's 42 to 10, Alabama, you, uh, you know, that, that, that'll be it. That, that'll just be, um, I, I won't even be able to look at you in the eye anymore. It'll make, it'll make Huey's trips really awkward. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we um, had Alex McDaniel on, and, and uh, we're like, we're, we said the same thing. And of course, Arkansas won. We got her ass back on, then you know, the next day immediately. Like, <laughs> I think we called her like in, during like early in the fourth quarter. Hey, Alex, what's going on? You want to do this or what? We don't care if you got a two-year-old. Yeah, you know, you're dead. Yeah, hey, hey, put that mug to bed. Give him, give him some cough syrup. Put him to bed. That's I'm actually in the press box at Razorback Stadium still. Come on, let's go. Yeah, she did predict Ole Miss winning. So, and I think pretty impressively, as I recall. Yeah, she, yeah ten I points think or so. something. Uh, if eh, I'm sure it's in the archives, but even if she didn't, let's just say that she did. So anyway, Hayden, appreciate it. Uh, we will see you again. And yeah. uh, thanks for taking your time out on a Saturday, a beautiful Saturday here in Northeast Arkansas to come on our show. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. A- absolutely. Thanks. Hayden. Guys, this has been the Hogcast. Uh, that was Hayden George, resident Alabama super fan. And, um, team follower this is the first of our series previewing uh, sec uh, schools this summer hopefully doing at least four or five more of these uh Ole miss the, you know at least the west teams and stuff like that uh and uh, that's been about it thanks for listening as always sorry for the long respite and uh look forward to talking to you again next week i'm chuck i'm kobe guys we'll see you again thank you thanks for listening